The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. the SWM podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined this week by a duo uh, that, I've, that I've been able to, to get an appointment with, been able to get a bit moment of their time. It is Matt Daly, Scott McManus. It's the Working Men's Club. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, yeah. I'm very excited for this. I'm not very well versed with this whole duo, this, this whole group uh, chat thing, but we'll, we'll We'll try our best. I'm sure you guys are you guys are well versed as a team anyway, so it'll just be me that's lagging behind. Uh as much like the video is already. Uh the first question is always the same though. So we'll you can choose amongst yourselves who wants to answer first. How did you get into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? You can go first, Scott. Well I started probably about 98, 99, WCW on Terrestrial TV. Um, watching that and then eventually coming across Goldberg spearing everything in his path destroying everybody and thinking to myself that's awesome I want to do that and me being me shortest guy about decided uh, maybe I can do that but then got hooked into the cruiserweight stuff and watching small guys do everything and anything, and even like bigger guys as well. But just being very gritty, and I like just watching people get hit. Um, and then it bundled on to Manny having Sky and watching uh, WWF at the time, and seeing guys like Steve Blackman and the hardcore stuff knocking lumps at each other. And at that time, I was doing karate as a small child and thinking. That's awesome. I could be doing that with all the kicks and stuff, and ever since been hooked. Yeah, and Matt yourself. Uh, for me, it was uh, at a young age. I didn't really watch wrestling till uh, my mum met my stepdad, uh, and he started showing me uh, VHS tapes of wrestling. Um, and from that point on, I was basically hooked. Where he would uh, record it on the VHS for me Monday Night Raw all the time. I would watch it the next day when uh, I came in for school and stuff. And it was just, I ended up staying staying up live and watching it live and stuff as well. And it was just an addiction, watching it all the time. Uh, but I really, really get into when Chris Jericho had joined uh, the WWF uh, with The Rock with the Millennium Countdown. Uh, and for that point, uh, Jericho was my favourite. Uh, between him and like uh, Christian as well, I always thought Christian was uh, a lot better than Edge, so I was a bit raging when Edge got more of the push than Christian did. Uh, but yeah, that was it basically, and I decided at some point just to decide to go go for it, go for a dream, and, and try and become a wrestler. Uh, so Scott mentioned that he, he had a karate background. He was in karate. Did you have? Did you have a? Sport background? Do you do anything? Uh, no, sports? really, no. Like I, pl- I played football and stuff at school, but other than that, like I wasn't athletic or anything. So getting into wrestling was kind of just like 
I'll go for it and see how, how it goes. Um, but we got, we got in like, the first session. I was a bit nervous in my first session. Like, uh, I remember walking in the door and it used to be a uh, city gym. So it was like all these big muscly guys and the, the wrestling ring was in the centre. And uh, it was uh, ADM. Cause I can, I'll just say ADM because I can't say his full name because I always get it wrong. And they'll kill me. <laughs> and uh, Bobby Roberts were in the ring. Uh, so that was the first two people I'd met in wrestling. Uh, and it was ended up, it was Nicky Cross who was taking the session. And uh, so it was quite quite an easy session to start with. And then Glenn Dunbar had come in as well and took the, the rest of the session. So it kind of eased me into it to start with. Uh, and then just as, as it progressed, I get more and more just adrenal, adrenaline into it and stuff. And I get used to the cardio and that eventually as well. So it was good, yeah. Uh, so Scott, you mentioned the, the karate. Was that was that your kind of way of, of being able to do the, the physical stuff without before you knew that you could go to wrestling training and, and learn all the stuff? Basically, yeah. If it was if it wasn't uh, wrestling, I was watching some form of martial arts kung fu movie or something like that. Um, whether it be uh, like Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan and stuff like that, loved all of that. So anything that I could find martial arty or anything to do with violence, basically, was right up my street as a, a small, angry child. So what was your memories of your first day? First day um, was going in and seeing uh, Killian Dane, and there was a whole, there was probably about 15, 16 folk there, and I thought, oh, this would be a bit more busy than what I thought. Um, and then I was taken away to do bumps, and... Like because in martial art background uh, with no much karate but hapjutsu doing uh, breakfalls, uh, caught on them very quickly and killing Dane basically turned and said, no, you've not got them ready right yet. You can't have them right yet. Go away and practice more without even seeing them. And I was doing them perfectly fine because I'd been doing them for about five years prior. Uh, so and then... Ronald on and then ended up the, the finish of the class was a battle royal. So that was fun, just having no experience throwing any strikes and then just going around and maybe hitting a couple of people a wee bit too hard and, and not as safe as probably should have been. But it was always seeming, ah, it's, it's first time, okay. And ring exits, again to me, being 5-3, 5-4, getting flung at a ring. And I've never done before, I was like, oh, this is a bit scary, but I should be fine. And, and again, ever since, it's been the adrenaline just to keep going back, going back. Um, so according to the Germans at Cage Match, uh, it was Matt that made his debut first. Um, it does say it was like a, a tag team match, but I'm assuming it was a battle royal beforehand or gala show, because that always seems to be the case. Um what, what, was, what was your memories of your first match or being told that you're going to have your first match? Well, I think the first... It was, I think we actually debuted at the same time because I'm sure yeah. it was uh, Battles on. Yep. Um, they both debuted in it, um, which was fun because I think the one I debuted in, uh, I basically <laughs> done my Matt Daly stuff, uh, walked into the ring, get in the ring, uh, slap big demo slash killing Dane, uh, cut him a bit too hard. Uh, end up with the microphone. With the microphone, 
which I didn't know at times, the, mic- the microphone he was hitting me with. I just thought he was been a bit stiff because I'd slapped him a bit too hard. <laughs> and then he just chucked me out. But like just that experience and being in front of such a big crowd for the first time, it was it was really 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 great. Just experiencing that. Nah, uh, again that battle zone. Uh, I never forget it. Entrant number fifteen came out, and it was four people in the ring. Was uh, Mister News, uh, Johnny Valentine. Uh, Alex, uh, Alex Gardner and Glendon Barr um, and after that a few bodies came out and then it was Adam Shame coach trip for 15 minutes beat the living hell out of me and, it's, it's, and then like, launched me at the ring but loved every single second of it um, so once again, the I mean, cage match has a, it's a, a amazing uh, plethora of results, but they, they always seem to miss a, a, a battles a rumble of some description. I think it's just because it has like the winner and then question mark, question mark, question our, mark, question our, mark. Our actual debut was the six man tag, and it was me, Scott, and Kieran versus the Forgotten. So that was our uh, our debut match in uh, the Source Wrestling School. So that was like our first proper proper match, which was it was it was a lot of fun to do and stuff, and just mm-hmm. having again having that experience in front of the crowd and just getting the, the buzz off it was really cool. Uh, so are you quite an outgoing like both these are you quite uh, like extroverted? Was working in front of a crowd quite uh, easy, or was that something you really had to come out your shell uh, for for the first couple months anyway? Like for me. The big, I actually struggled with promos and stuff uh, when I first came into the wrestling school. Um, but like over time with the coaches and the trainers and stuff, they kind of helped me with that and gained a bit more confidence. As like before, I probably couldn't do this. I couldn't sit and talk on a podcast to like yourself and stuff. Because um, I've found it found it difficult. Because like. I'm not the best socially. I'm dead quiet when it comes to being in a group. But like when it comes to like stuff like this, it's given me confidence to to speak out that amount and uh, have the confidence to be in front of a camera and stuff. So yeah, at like the start, I was very very shy, stuck in my shell because that's that's how it was in real life. I used to just stay in the house and play the Xbox and stuff. And it wasn't until I started wrestling that I began getting a, a social life. Obviously. <laughs> uh, for yourself, Scott, what's um, the same? With that, I'd, like, school challenge shows, I'd done what, uh, kata for pre for a, like, a few times, so I had done stuff in front of a crowd, but um, for wrestling, I suppose, yeah, it did bring it to show because like, you're, you start getting old folk and you start to get, become more comfortable around folk, and Again, I suppose it helped that I was debuting alongside in that six man tag alongside someone like Matt that both on really well and guys like Glenda Bar on the other side that I had a harm sent trust and faith in that could help me through even if my brain went, Oh, panic. I know the fact that it'd still get me through and obviously would be safe, but be able to 
Definitely. Uh, for yeah. anyone that's listening and wondering, uh, Scott has a parrot in the background, so I'm just, just warning everyone. And, and, a, and a dog that's decided to make an appearance as well. Uh, so we're on a very animal-friendly podcast uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, I have to close the door because if I don't know Sandy, I'll just burst their way in and just like want to be in about it. Um, so you said about the, the not being very confident, Matt. Um, of course, your character was Matt Daly in Capitals. Yes. Uh, the the um, what was it? It was attitude, motivation. Yes, motivation. Uh, so is that your way of kind of being that larger in life? Instead of have beach me Matt Daly, you're Matt Daly, and yeah, like I had actually started with um, with practicing promos, and uh, one day I came into school, and uh, demo was taking a private lesson. And I was walked in with Matt Daly, the one to watch. <laughs> it just kind of started tumbling for there because it really started with demo because he picked something up in the promo and for there I kind of just took it for there. Uh, and then the whole motivation thing actually started from uh, uh, Tommy Ensemble where uh, he wanted to, to basically cut a promo on motivation. And I basically turned motivation into motivation. And that's how that was born. So, yeah. Things come from the, the least expected places. Of course. Uh, so for Scott, for, for Scott yourself, you started pretty much as a tag team kind of thing. It was yourself and Kieran Kelly as the underdogs. Um, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I remember rightly, should have written it down, uh, you're, uh, you faced Mr. Schmitten. Am I right in thinking that? Or No. Um, no? I know Kieran faced uh, Tyler Bate at some point. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Um, right, well, that's, that's my memory. Tim Pot. Um, anyway, right, so both of you, you underdogs for yourself, Phyllis Institute for Matt Daly. Uh, yes. They end up having a, a couple scraps between yourself, uh, between yourselves. Um, were you quite comfortable working with each other? Because, of course, you, you came in at the same time, exactly the same time. Uh, so what was it like actually wrestling each other, first of all? I don't know, I think the word, first word comes to mind. Um, but always willing to go, okay, just let's try this, let's try that, lay this in, let's make it good. It was always fun. Um, just the the personalities of always, I thought, worked together as well. Um, on opposing sides as well as the same side. Yeah, yeah, I think like I guess what uh, you said there, like just thinking outside the box when we're in the ring with each other, because we know each other that well, we can do that. Uh, and there's like, I think there's actually a photo kicking about uh, me kicking Scott in the face, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, quite a good picture. Mm. Yeah. So we weren't scared to hit each other. No. And uh, again, we're still in your singles career. 2017, you were both entered in the Asylum Invitational. So uh, for those that are unaware, this was, I think the first year it was just GPWA, PBW, Source. Um, a handful of, I think it was half of them were GPWA and then the rest were half and half Source. Um, so it was like getting the call to be involved with that. So being handpicked to it, what, four out of four out of loads of students being involved with that. Uh, Scott, for yourself, first of all, yeah, what, what was it like getting the call for that? Um, it was almost as if hard work was being 
rewarded. Uh, and thought, right, this is an opportunity to what just like any time going to a new promotion, as much as a lot of the, the fans do travel, go to most promotions, there's always that certain group of people that stick to the, the one promotion that they go to all the time. So it's a chance to go, right, here's what, not only what I can do, this is what Source can do, this is why you should invest not just in GPWA and PBW, this is why you should come invest in Source as well and prove that obviously we can, obviously at the time, newest kind of school uh, for the fact that Source hadn't been running that long, um, but it was chance for us to show exactly what we can do and it's the fact that we were given that pedestal, uh, we were given that um, responsibility and it was like, right, we've got, we've, there's trust in us, let's make sure we, make sure that trust isn't misplaced and go and perform our best of all and, and to get to work with someone like Irvin Garrett, again, very, very map-based technical and I thought that was, that was right up my street and absolutely loved every second of that match as well because we both went in, same idea, let's put your holds against my martial arts and just merge it all together and it turned into what I think is what possible one of the best matches tonight. I'm no I'm putting out that and I watched everything back but I enjoyed my match quite highly compared to everything else. Nothing against anything else, but I think it was so different compared to everybody else. It was yeah, a lot of fun and enjoyable. And yourself that? Yeah, like it was a good experience just having that platform and working uh, different people for different skills and stuff. And I think, like, because it was the, the match I had was against uh, Baby Davy. So it was like two big personalities squaring off against each other and stuff. And I think I'd done some of my best, my best promo stuff against uh, Davy, which was a good uh, back and forth thing. Um, but again, it's just just having that opportunity to step in and have, get, get the confidence off of the coaches at the asylum and stuff to be able to have that platform to compete against their their uh, trainees and stuff at that time. And I think it's a thing like, especially going forward, is like skills actually working together more and actually having that, well, yeah, you can go and train there and here and stuff. It's all about getting experience for yourself at the end of the day and getting the experience working with people for different schools is a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, you get the guys that like, that likes PBW who, who work without a ring forever. So you get the kind of experience how they work maybe in a more close-knit unit without using the ropes as much, and, yeah. and then, which I suppose for Scott is probably fine because you're just happy just to kick people and throw them about. So <laughs> ropes don't really need to be used. Uh, right. After all that, though, let's get to the Working Men's Club. Let's get to the origin. Uh, how did it come about? Was it, did it tag a couple of times and I thought, we've got something here? How did the Working Men's Club come about? Uh, whoever wants to answer. You always start. Was there or what? Uh, on you go. On you go. Right. Uh, so, basically, like, my main job out with wrestling is uh, in the construction industry. So, I'm a joiner to trade. Uh, so, like, I've always had the... There was a stage, actually, see, with the, the Asylum show. 
had actually kind of started the progress of that this gimmick where I was wearing my hat and all that and it said like Matt Daly on it and stuff. Uh, so I kind of had that idea. It wasn't the idea of like, a tag team at the time. Um, but eventually it came to the point where like me and Fuzzy had decided that we'd want to tag together. Uh, and it was actually Aspen Faith uh, who'd come up with the idea well, why didn't you call yourselves the Working Men's Club? So you can credit uh, Aspen for that one. Uh, and it was actually Aspen. He's a uh, Bear Hugs that designed the logo for us, as you can see on the hard hats and the T-shirts. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty much that. Because just we've always wanted to, to tag together and stuff. And we thought just it was the right time. And yeah, Sasko, was that pretty, pretty much it? Or, or were you well in for just going, yeah, let's do this? Well, um, working babyface constantly, fun, but always enjoy just being a wee angry. I think, I can't remember who it was said, but it was a cross between an angry um, Gimli and um, uh, like, uh, Schmeagle sort of blend when I was working at first, just a really small but very nasty and vicious but person and I enjoyed doing that because it's always fun to get aggression out um, and like, who better to like, tag with than somebody that you get on with so well so as soon as the idea was put to me I'm like yes please thank you very much let's go for it and let's see how much we can can have fun with it. I definitely noticed because I watched some of when Source put up their shows on on YouTube. Uh, there was definitely a, a turning point where you, you were just they were a wrestler, very good wrestler. But as soon as you became with Matt Daly, it just became you were just like this personality seemed to just explode. Um, I don't know if that was more because I was watching a Govan show. It's a, it's a, oh, it's, a, it's incredible, it's an incredible place. Uh, if it was the Fairfield working, working men's club, yes. uh, so yeah, what was it like wrestling in, in the <laughs> in front of the Govan crowd? In front of the, our adoring fans that, that don't <laughs> shout obscenities to us at all, um, but yeah, like that crowd, especially four characters. And just to the, the weirdest thing can set them off and can build so much and gives you the chance to, as a character, to bounce off the crowd and stuff like that and do different things. And it's it is a lot of fun um, in Govan because you know you're always up for, you're going to need, if you don't try to defend yourself verbally, you will get torn to shreds. So it's, it's always fun. Uh, and Matt, was that just, just your dream kind of thing? Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I'm actually disappointed we didn't get to face uh, the Govan team due to the pandemic because the place will ride it. <laughs> Literally. Because <laughs> I think just the, the chemistry that would have been there would have been so much that they would have got the, the crowd so much up in their side and we would have just they love shouting all sorts does. Mm -hmm. Like I've been called you fat B. <laughs> uh, we get called Bob the Builder the last time. Yeah. Uh, but it's usually a lot of swear words. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it's one of those crowds where, where you, when you watch it without the sound on, you think, oh, it's a bunch of kids. They're quite excited. <laughs> and when Serge you hit on mute, oh, my God. It's, it's just... It was at the point, um, I can't remember what show it was, but it was... Um... Uh, the, the children of the crowd were chanting nay, see, like she and the ICW fans in the crowd were chanting, mind your language <laughs> that, that's that's how violent the children can get the, the, the fans that go to ICW shows are, are constantly chanting uh, as much as they want and as vulgar as they want to be telling children to mind their language it's, it's, it's just the beauty of that venue I don't think you'll be able to get that in any other venue. And if you do, I want booked there as soon as possible because the atmosphere is fantastic. Uh, speaking of ICW, uh, you have wrestled a couple of times. There one match, including being up, up my end of the, the country, up in Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, what was it like wrestling from an ICW crowd? I mean, you, you said Govan is just metal. But uh, what was it like being from an ICW crowd? Well, as much as I think... Um, ICW fans get tired the same way as like, ECW fans would get tired. All they want is uh, violent matches, blood, whatever, but they appreciate good wrestling. That That's the misconception that um, you look back at again game like ECW, I you did have your barbed uh, like, wire matches and stuff like that, but you also had pure technical matches that the crowd were going just as nuts for. And that's the sort of same way ICW fans, they appreciate good wrestling and that's all I've really, really, really wanted to do is make it like, right, good wrestling, this is what I can do. Uh, but up until then, that's what I was wanting to do. And then, like, whether it been a, a very short three-minute match I had against Easton Reese or uh, my last match against... Um, Jason Reed, Reed yes, um, where I was getting a wee bit more like, mouthy with the crowd, but my other previous matches I just wanted to go right wrestling. This is what I can do, but because of the the power forward stuff, I thought I better be a wee bit more, more mouthy because I was always shouting, and even though nobody could probably hear me because I could barely hear myself under that mask. Of course, you're part, well, we'll get to power forward shortly. Uh, so, so I kind of want to go back and forth, back and forth, so no one's feeling left out in this conversation. Uh, Matt, I want to ask about your, I suppose, infamous match involving yourself and Sammy Joe, uh, which was cut short because someone went down on one knee during it. Uh, <laughs> how did that come about? What, what, was, what was your ideas? for that moment and uh, how uh, much does Sammy know? Like, it was actually like a last minute thing, like uh, it was, it got it booked for the Lennox Town show and uh, I kind of just had this idea, I'm like, you know what I'll just go for it uh, so I asked permission uh, for the promoter uh, if I could do it, he said aye, go for it uh, so I had uh, Sean McLaughlin and Simon Cassidy in it as well, uh, so we had the match all sorted and stuff, and then I had in my head like this is a bit I'm going to do it. So I made her take a big bump, <laughs> just to shock her. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously I had called over for the making stuff, and then just done it. And 
that's it. probably the slowest point in my whole like wrestling career. Just sitting there and waiting to see what the answer is going to be. <laughs> it's the longest pause ever. But thankfully she said yes. So. I know, that would have been awkward if she said no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done this work, that's fine. <laughs> how, how much in your head was when you doing the Macho Man, will you marry me, kind of thing? Is, is that in your head? But just like, don't don't say that. Don't come out with that. <laughs> yeah. No, like, because I, like, I, I had that bit of the match, that's where it planned. The rest of the match had my head fine. So I knew, like, see after see after that bit, I had in her head, in her head that we we're going to do this another bit to go for the finish of the match. So she still thought there was more to come. <laughs> and I actually, uh, after uh, she had said yes, I actually said the whisper down here, do you want to finish the match? And she said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching for the back and I, I seen because I knew that you were going to ask, do you want to finish the match? Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I seen the the point where I let you say that and I just in the head shake and thought, oh, I'm coming back, it's fine. <laughs> it would have went either one or two ways. Somebody would have forgot something or Matt was going to get punched in the face very hard for for dropping the bomb, let's say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, obviously we mentioned power forward. Of course, you're part of the three-man team, this mystery team uh, of of Mark Coffey's, uh, yourself, Craig Anthony, and uh, Grant McIver. Um, ask ask quite a lot of the mask guys how it's like working in a mask, which of course they would have had a bit more practice in. But you were wrestling in a balaclava. Uh, it, it was thermal as well. It was horrible. Um, couldn't breathe properly every time you moved it slipped down so the eye parts closed constantly having to readjust um, and because it covered the ears very tightly try to talk to each other um, shout at each other from other side of the the ropes just as close as you can be still struggling to hear what each other are saying or asking or something like that it was it was hard so hats off to every um, Luch door out there that works the mask, um, and it's the fact that it was full head to toe uh, gear. The only parts that were shown was top of our heads. Um, it was very, very hot. Let's say, um, hot spray. Uh, was there part of you trying to change change up your style at all, or because it seemed to be for a long time it was like the worst kept secret secret who the power forward guys were. I think the only one that people weren't were kind of wavering on was uh, Craig. They're like, mm-hmm. ah, it could be him, it could be Daz Black, it could be, could be someone else, but uh, I think everyone knew that point between the other two who, who they were. Yeah. But. Um, I think, to be fair, that was probably, didn't help with me because like, when our first proper match was in the Honours tournament and I threw in my off, uh capture suplex um, and uh, the way Billy had called it uh, at the last match, he called it the exact same way, um, and I thought, right, that, that that's that's always going to kill any mistake. But um, it was quite fun um, because what well, was always always folk you end up passing by. What, what are you doing? My back? I was at the gym. I was at the gym. It's fine. Um, so as far as tag teams, then uh, we'll, we'll go for 
for once. So you're supposed you, you faced the uh, airstrike, you defeat them. That was easy enough. And you're supposed to uh, face the governed team, like you said. Uh, but of course, that's that's uh, been cancelled for foreseeable because of you know COVID. Um, actually, before we speak about co- uh, tag teams, how have you guys been keeping yourself busy uh, through this lockdown? Has it really kind of affected you an awful lot? Were you real jobs or or whatever? Eh, like for me, the first lockdown was actually quite good because I'd, I'd lost a lot of weight and stuff. And then eh, after the furlough stuff, I get back to work and then I piled it all back on. <laughs> eh, but yeah, like it was actually good just having a break from everything. Although obviously it was a bad situation. It was good to have that break just to basically refresh yourself and not have to think about when's my next wrestling show and what they need to do this when they need to do this and stuff like that and just getting a rest for, for jobs or work and stuff as well. Myself, uh, I was the total opposite. Um, like, away from wrestling, I'm a carer. Um, so I was, I never really had any time off, but uh that's the John first lockdown he lost weight, I put it on. Um so but yeah, it was because obviously it was between work and home. Normally between work I would get a chance to get to go train and stuff like that. And thank myself, a lot of folk lost motivation uh, to do anything physically. Sorry. <laughs> um but aye, so it was uh, tough to get myself back into things, but I think we were always bouncing ideas back off each other, um, random wee pictures and stuff like that, wee videos that could we incorporate this, what do you think of this, how about this idea, how about that idea? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I, mean, for, I know for myself, first lockdown, yeah, I, I, gained, I gained a, a stone and a half, and then I lost a half, and then I gained another stone. So I think I'm now two stone in, in debit. Uh, since the start of lockdown, it's it's been just a nightmare. But I, I never had the same excuse as you guys because you guys couldn't go train or anything like that. I was just fat and lazy. Um, but but as far as right, so we'll get tag teams then. It's more fun. I uh, bounced some back ideas back and forth. Was there any particular uh, wrestlers, tag teams that you were like, oh, we could maybe throw this in a little bit? Was there anyone that kind of inspired you, maybe help tweak this working men's club character? Me. Just a lot of people in general. Like, apparently I've just been handed this. For anyone that's that's uh, watching the listening to the audio feed, that'll mean nothing to you. So you have to go watch the video. Yeah. One. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Scott. Anyone else? Anyone that? Um, I think um, what one of the. Matches, um, God, I can't even mind the name of the match. You know exactly what match I'm talking about, Matt. The Fit Family and the cage match. Oh, the the Wales cage match. Yes, I yes, the Wales cage match. Um, with the Harris Fencing and stuff running about the ring. Yeah, uh, that interesting. Aye, but basically fencing see around working sites and building sites and stuff like that. Which would be quite interesting to incorporate some way, shape, or form. 
Uh, is this world of cinematic matches? Uh, are you trying to rope a couple of folk into maybe doing a construction yard brawl or anything like that? Yeah, uh, I'd totally love to do that. <laughs> uh, I think the closest we've got to it so far is uh, when we faced the Kings of Catch. That was a fun match. Like working uh, Aspen and that. Um, between using um, hazard tape and traffic cones and scaffy boards, it was... It was, it was quite interesting to see how much we could come up with. I mean, Aspen's a, a deathmatch fiend. He's probably had, he probably was giving you guys ideas going, and you guys going, okay, maybe we'll use a couple of them, maybe not all of them. We'll kind of... I, I think <laughs> we used pretty much every idea we had, I think we used. Uh, right, I'll move on to some of the questions we got then, because uh, some may be a bit more controversial than others. Um, right, I'm going to ask you this one, Scott. I know you might not like to, like want to answer it. Uh, Manlon's asked, uh, "Are you enjoying to seeing your? <laughs> are you enjoying seeing your son Hook do so well at AEW?" Oh yes, I'm the proudest father ever. I'm going to kill you, Manlon. That's <laughs> he's. I think it was him that, that finally convinced me to start doing, but some sort of big overhead suplexy type thing because he kept saying. Taz, 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 Taz. Um, so, but yeah, um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the proudest father ever. Uh, and uh, of course, this is a good big one. Uh, Favourite biscuit to dunk in your bricky tea? If anyone wants to jump in on that. Mine is definitely a, a caramel waver. Thanks, caramel waver. Can't beat them. See, I, I'm, I'm of a totally different mind. Like, um, can be a good digestive or a rich tea. If you're if you've not got much time, a rich tea is a quick dunk in and out. You leave a rich tea and it'll just dissolve instantly. Um whereas a digestive you can hold in for a wee couple of extra seconds. But I am more of a plain and simple man when it comes to a tea biscuit. But uh I think we have our arguments all the time. <laughs> but it, it just means we don't argue over the biscuits when it's tea break time. No, I suppose. Uh, is there such a thing as a coffee biscuit? I mean, I, I don't drink to your coffee, so I have no idea what the, the etiquette is for this. I just like biscuits. Wow. I've seen that, that from Dalen, and I did see um, uh, Glenda Barr's response, and I, I agree that coffee just can just go away. Yeah. Tea, or, tea or nothing. Uh, feel Correct. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I, I don't drink either, so I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I'm a mercy to you guys' expertise when it comes to that. Uh, what makes the perfect cup of tea then? What, what's the what's the order? Well, if you put the milk in first, you'll just take them at the back and shoot them. That, that's that's just <laughs> wrong. For me, tea bag, water on top, tea bag out. If you're taking sugar, put sugar in then because you want sugar in mixed into the tea bag, and then milk in last. That's why we're going so well. Uh, so I was fine. I thought I, thought, I, I was hoping there wasn't going to be a fight. As soon as you said uh, milk, milk in first, I was thinking, yeah. oh, I know that's wrong. I don't, I don't know much, <laughs> but I know that's wrong. <laughs> so thankfully, we're, we're, we're all safe there. Um, so as far as your gear, you said uh, Bear Hug made the, the logo, uh, Working Men's yes. Club. Um, was it... Was it Sammy that did the, the, the hats? What, where, how did the, the oh, working men's club like, hats come yeah. out? So the hats I actually got from the seconds to get my... I don't know if you can actually see that. 
It's a place called the Hardnack Company, which I uh, googled online because I thought, why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, or t-shirts you can get from uh, at Wrestling Tees on Facebook. Uh, who else we got here? We've got West End Digital, who will be uh, supplying our new music for entrance, uh, as we no longer can use Dolly Parton 95, just in case of uh, copyright issues due to YouTube. Uh, and also DD6 Designs, who designed these lovely new business cards, which will be available at all shows going forward. I forgot about 9 to 5. Uh, I, I absolutely <laughs> forgot, but I, I remember as soon as I, again, it's that Coven show, but as soon as I come out to that, I was like, I'm sold. I'm sold on this team. I don't need to see anything else now. The current hard hats with codes, the current 9 to 5, I'm, I'm done. That, that's it. They're, they're, they're a team that I will take seriously. Well, not seriously, maybe not. But I, I will, I'm in to, to watch. Um, again, whose idea was 9 to 5? Eh... Uh, I'll give I'll give that to uh, somebody standing at the side. <laughs> uh, I feel, feel you getting monitored, Matt. Is that <laughs> just in yeah. case you say anything? To see what I say. Lucky she wasn't here for the uh, proposing part. So, so you got your charge hand uh, mm-hmm. on site. Uh, right. So a couple of our stupid questions that we ask people again. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to the podcast um, before, but we asked two questions that aren't wrestling related they're just stupid uh the first one is what's your favorite dinosaur i always jump in um uh like velociraptor um small fast dangerous um, i always thought it was quite funny how they'd manage to open doors in jurassic park and stuff like that so yeah and Matt? I'll go for a T-Rex. I like a T-Rex. The king of the dinosaurs, isn't he? So. Got a couple of classics there. And uh, the other question we ask, which I'm oh, kind of hoping there's a split here. Uh, what would win a fight? Two sheep or one cow? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the question. Yep. Two would win a fight? Two sheep, two sheep or one cow? I'm sorry. Um, this is where I look. Cow, does it have horns? Right. Are we going right. to horn this, cow? That's the question only. You can take your imagination to go anywhere around it. If it's two rams, if it's a hen cow, you, you, that's, you go wild. Well, I know several people who are terrified of sheep, but I've also known plenty. Uh, quite recently, there was a man who was nearly trampled to death by cows. Um, not far from where I stay, so I'll probably say one cow could easily take out two sheep. So this is the real tag team test now. Are you in agreement, Matt? I don't know, I would think of the risk assessments here and the method statements. <laughs> uh, I'd probably go with the cow as well. It's fucking a, a brick wall, isn't it? Yeah, so it just shows you guys are in sync. You, you have the mm-hmm. same tea. You can split the biscuits fairly. It's it's a good sign uh, for our future tag team, uh, future tag team champions in, in the Sorcerer Tag Team Tournament. Uh, that you're both agreement that Kai would beat two sheep in a fight. <laughs> um, 
So as far as future goes, you haven't had a lot of matches as a team, so uh, as yet. Uh, who's, who's your dream tag team opponents? Let's, anywhere. Scotland, UK, the world, past, present, f- future. Uh, who'd be your, your dream tag team match? See, it's a tough one because you, the tag team is like, it's so hard to pick from because like dream tag team would you say like something like, like Los Guerreros would be obviously an awesome tag team work because silliness on their side, lie, lie cheating and stealing Sally Sonero side with traffic cones and scaffy boards. It would be rather entertaining, I, I would I would think. I'd probably go for best friends. I love the work, work uh, Chuck that, Taylor and Orange Cassidy. That, 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 that would be rather fun, let's say. And that would be amazing. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't throw in like heavy machinery, maybe get a bit of Otis and Tucker back together, you know, for the whole construction. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you sure mean Otis could well, take a, yeah. a warm off, that would be fun. A warm caterpillar off, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, out of context, it doesn't sound great, but it, 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 it'll be fine. <laughs> it's a lot of people watch the whole thing. Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean, you could possibly have it. I mean, Tucker's available, I'm sure, to, to come over. I'll just have to learn how to do the worm. Um, but, yeah, I, I can do the worm. I can do the worm thing. <laughs> so, uh, it sounds like that, that uh, Scott's already kind of half planned to replace you here, Matt. With, uh, with Tucker, it can be the new Otis. It's all sorted. Heavy machinery. Um, so yeah, so as far as future, as I said, yeah, two opponents would be them. Well, best friends, that is a, a, a possibility, of course, because Los Guerreros, unfortunately, is not. Um, as far as... as Companies, is there any companies you have your eye on as a tandem uh, that you think would really like benefit would enjoy the working men's club uh, as an act? Uh, well, we've sent our CV out to quite a few, so hopefully they get back in touch with us uh, at some point. So there's like, like Discovery Wrestling, we've sent one to them, uh, W3L, WrestleZone, uh, Pro yes. 2 down in uh, Ayrshire uh, and like Shield Wrestling down south Phil uh, Till so there's quite quite a few that we've sent out uh, our CV to and stuff so hopefully uh, people can get back to us or whatever and if people like what they see as well going forward we can get more footage and stuff online and people start start seeing like what we can actually do, then they can then we can start getting the working men's club brand out there, and people can start saying, "Well, we want them on our show." Is, is that the kind of plan going forward? Then once once shows return, of course, is it you're all in on this tag team, or is there any kind of any singles aspirations if they came about, or are you just kind of focused on the tag team so far? Well, I think one. Oh yeah, go for it. No, I, I think going forward, tag team stuff's the, the the way to go. Right, Daisy, you can have your say in a minute. Um, sorry, uh, way to go forward for this year. Fact that it's fairly different. Let's say to what's in the scene just now. Yes, heavy machinery obviously was 
three, but I think there's nothing quite like working men's club just now in at least Scottish or British independent scene for just how far we could go with it. Um, for like I said, the discussions we might have had, how far we we can take ideas is quite interesting, let's say. And I think any crowd that sees it would enjoy it because it'll get the attention for if it's just the brash what entrance gear or coming out with traffic cones or scaffold boards, I think crowds would automatically go. I remember them because one put a cone stuck in his seat and, or puts under a scaffold board or something like that. There's, I think crowds will always remember something of us. And yeah, Matt, is that you in agreement with that as well? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think there's so much potential out there with tag wrestling, like, especially the amount of people that are like tag teams. Like, you've got like KOE, The Purge, Kings of the North. Uh, I'll also probably say we would like to work the Pretty Little Killers at some point as well. I think that'd be a, a cool, that'd interesting be, that'd match. That'd be fun, yeah. Uh, who else have we got? Nine-Nine. I, nine. I think that'd be quite, quite uh, uh, good. Say, I think Nine-Nine would be quite interesting. Uh, who else? There's pretty much anyone and everyone who would work. I think Kings of the North as well. That'd be be a very interesting match for us. Yeah. Totally different styles, but I think could work quite well together. Um, so, I mean, outside of all that, then, wrestle-wise, we've already mentioned, like, back and forth matches, you've been sending back and forth to each other. Uh, but in your own kind of everyday life, is there anything you're keeping up, up, like, up to date on? Is it AEW, is it WWE, is it Japan? Uh, what's, what's your kind of habits for wrestling? Sorry, I'll be two seconds. I'll... My laptop's dying. I'm unprepared. You better be no so, line going on a tea break. Scott. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for, for me, like, I've been more watching more AEW. Yeah, I've still watched, like, uh, the recordings of, like, Raw and SmackDown and stuff. Uh, like, for SmackDown, especially, like, Roman Reigns and stuff. I think that's probably the best uh, work he's done so far. Uh, Raw, just at the moment, just for like Drew and stuff. Yeah, oh, that as well, yeah. RK, bro. Uh, is, is it is it quite, sort of thrilling's the word, but is it quite cool seeing Nikki, uh, of course, on, on Raw yes. and SmackDown, what yes. have you, knowing that this is probably... Uh, taught you how to do your first few bumps and, and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, like, it's it's totally amazing actually how, like, in the past, we never realised, like, how far people in Scottish wrestling can actually go. And then you've got all these Scottish wrestlers that are actually spreading out and getting places and stuff and getting their, na- their name known. And, like, Nicky being one of them, especially, like, on one of the biggest wrestling shows in the world, uh, Monday Night Raw, you know what I mean? So it's incredible. And this, you can still see like her passion and stuff in it as well. Like what you see on TV is how Nikki is in real life. She's just so energetic and stuff. Yeah, there's no difference. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, Scott, 
Matt's already answered what he's been watching. Has it been AW, WWE, New Japan, what's um, your opinion habits? Basically, everything, anything that really I've not set on. I've always been saying that this whole thing about oh, ratings was AW, NXT. Why can we not just be happy that there's one point whatever million folk watching wrestling on a Wednesday night? I've been watching everything, anything that really is catching my eye. Um, so you might not be watching full shows, but catching as much wrestling as I can, really. So the, th- the thing with the rain war really like annoy- it annoys me, but it's like that only affects America, really. So <laughs> when you're looking know, at it's, it, it's, it's still I see folk clip posts that are or share like certain posts and stuff like that, you know, or rating was like, I'm sorry, just watch wrestling, be happy, other folk are watching wrestling as well. Doesn't matter who's what you watch first, as long as you watch it. As long as it's been watched. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know there was a, a real thing about breakdown and demographics until this ratings war started. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, exactly. Just enjoy wrestling. And the uh, same for yourself. The same was said about Nikki. Um, yourself, you, the first day you were in, you saw Demo, who's now Killian Dane. Uh, again, is that everyone's just seen him just going, right, this is something that I could I could work towards if you can see that he's he's made it to the WWE. Just proves that there's scope for it, and uh, never say never sort of thing. If the opportunity comes, damn straight we're gonna jump on top of it. Um, so it's a never say never sort of thing. That if the opportunity came knocking, yeah, take it. But I'm, I'm more than happy doing what I had been doing. Like I said, it's it's always that thing there at the back of your head. It's possible. Seeing folk that you know going on, um, even just looking at guys like uh, Andy Wild getting his NXT UK debut. Uh, obviously, he's been working his tail off uh, during lockdown and stuff like that. But having worked with him underneath the mask at um, uh, and power forward stuff at ICW, it just goes to show guys that you work with. Can easily go on. Like, um, Paul Promotions obviously worked with Mark Coffey, worked multiple times, Power Forward, former NXT UK Tag Team Champions. It just goes to show that you can be working with somebody one week and then they're on a global pa- platform the next. Absolutely. What was it? This time last year, we had Scotland as a contingent had six champions in WWE. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, for, for yourself, Matt, and for yourself, Scott, as well, um, is that the kind of, once, once you feel like you, you've got this working men's club as, as big as it can be, is NXT UK kind of your next step, you're hoping, uh, or is just anywhere that'll, that'll uh, take you on, uh, you'll be up for, for the challenge? I think, like as Scott said, like if the opportunity arises, then potentially do something like that, then yeah, probably jump at it. But just right now, we are just all about having fun and just going out there and entertaining crowds and stuff and just being the best that we can be. Yeah. Yeah. There's more to add on that. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think we think if we've covered a, a good chunk of, of hopefully uh, 
maybe I'll try and get you on individually in the future. Uh, we can we can kind of uh, go through your career by match by match, by cage match. Uh, we'll see what's missing, really, um, <laughs> because there seems to be a lot. I'm still I'm still amused that that uh, cage match think that uh, Mike Musso was trained by Dan the B Seven, which still makes me laugh to this day. Um, as far as uh, matches, so we mentioned you're a big fan of. I'm watching my camera, I'm wrong, wrong side. Mentioned that uh, you're into like the, the Steve Blackman's and what have you. Um, and you're into, there we go, Christian and uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, what were your favourite matches that you'd go back and watch? Uh, any particular favourites? Um, Scott, if you want to start first. Um, I would always, obviously outside that, um, but I would always go back and watch uh, Mania 3, uh, Steamboat and uh, Randy Savage for the IC title. Um, I could watch that on a loop because the storytelling in it is fantastic. Um, it's just one of the matches that, as I said, you could just go back and watch over and over and over again. Um, that and Rumbles. I love a Rumble. Um, if I was to pick any Rumble, I'd go back and watch. I don't think I could because I could easily go from watching 92 Rumble with Ric Flair to watching um, uh, last year's Rumble with uh, Lesnar starting and taking out half the field himself, basically. Uh, 2001 was so, the hardcore bit in the middle. Well, that, that, there's that. Just watching Kane kill folk with weapons in a Rumble was always fun. And... Even Undertaker, um, I think I was 02, um, 03 Rumble, uh, Undertaker, Callum Maven, which was always fun to watch. Uh, Matt? Uh, for me, it's probably Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho at uh, one of the WrestleManias. Well, that was a pretty awesome match. 19. Yeah. Uh, so like that one was a really good match. Uh, I really enjoyed the triple threat with the Dudley Boys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian, which is basically I think the TLC ladder match and stuff, which is really good. Uh, and I think at that point that's where I kind of really started with the Christian stuff, liking Christian more than I did Edge. Uh, I would say basically most most Christian matches because I think like like the one recently with uh, Kaz in AEW as well just like two seasoned veterans going out there and showing what they can do I really I really enjoyed that one as well uh, Before we, we, we kind of wrap things up then uh, I mean tag team we've pretty much established that you guys are on the same page with a lot of things is there is there anything that, not anything you have a, a beef with the other? Is, is does he slurp his tea too much? Does he uh, hog some of the better biscuits? Is there, is there anything anything that you guys that's left to work upon uh, before you, you can call yourselves a perfect tag team? That's uh, like all round in general, just working everything. To be honest, like that's because I think that's how you get better at stuff. Is just try to find the wee bits and pieces and getting getting like advice off of people who have been in the business longer than you and stuff. 
and taking wee bits and saying, right, okay, that makes sense, and that makes sense, and stuff like that, and just making his overall a better tag team and making the working men's club brand as big as it can be. Yeah, definitely. Um, wasn't just basically Tuesday where Matt came and says, how about if you added this on the list and stuff like that? So we're always trying to better each other as well, not just ourselves. So, yeah, it's obviously, if you're wanting to talk about like, slurping D and stuff like that, that can be pushed to the side as long as working men's club becomes a big brand. That's that's the main thing. As long as we can get ourselves out there and say this is this is something that you'll enjoy no matter who you are, what you are. You'll have a laugh, you'll have a cringe, whatever. And yeah. As long as it works. You, you let the little things slide for the brand. Uh, so thank you for, for taking time to, to speak to me today. Uh, so before we go, though, uh, social media, uh, where can people find you, either as, a, as just yourself or uh, as the brand? Where can people find out about the Working Men's Club and Matt Daly and Scott McManus? So you can find us at Facebook on the Working MC, uh, at the Real Matt Daly, uh, at the Scott McManus zero one uh, on Twitter, you can find us at, at Working MC twenty twenty one at the Real Matt Daily and at uh, Scott McManus zero one. I mean, off the card. Uh, and you can also email us at Working Men's Club twenty twenty one at outlook dot com for any bookings or reviews you would like to give us. I, I do want to spoil that you had a, a wee card there, but yeah, it's, it's like well prepared as always. I mean, I suppose if you don't forget also the, the phone number, get the phone number there. Man. Oh yes, you can also phone us on oh seven four nine seven eight three two four one two for your uh, free quote. Uh, no job is too small. We are a uh, master craftsman, solid all rounders, and your key workers of professional wrestling. What a way to finish off. Um, I, I keep seeing the phone number and think, should I? I don't know what I'm going to get for it. I mean, I'll get a free quote, but what is that quote going to be? Is it something from Parrot? Um, have a phone. Have a phone. I think you've got it right now. Oh, well. Right, hang on. Let's do it. it right now. Go. Hang on. Do get a number in front of me again? Because my recall's terrible. So give me a second. I don't know if I can. There. You got it. There. I'm sorry, it's on your Twitter. I'll find it on Twitter. It's, it'll be nice in HD. It's a wee bit blood on that camera. Yeah, so we're, we're going to end this by phoning the Working Men's Club number uh, on live. There we go, right. Jesus Christ, can't read. No job too small, here we go. 074978324. Four, one, two. Uh, sp- speaker phone on. Big old well. <laughs> Maybe next time. Who answer the phone first? Stop. <laughs> Phone's not here. <laughs> End other room. <laughs> ah. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys have got in store for us uh, in the future, whether it's before this show's go out, some, some working men's club skits or, 
or anything else, PBG membership, Master Craftsman, Sold All Rounders, Working Men's Club. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having us.